Welcome to this week's End of Days Update coming to you from Tulsa, Oklahoma. We had such a great time this last week. We, we uh, didn't get to talk about it, but we got to do uh, Rama Australia uh, by Zoom. And gosh, over 100 cities and towns were represented by all the students that, uh, and graduates that listened in. Had a great time talking about the coming of the Lord to that Bible school there, Rama Australia in Brisbane. And then the last couple of days, we did a couple more videos for World Outreach that will be aired on Wednesday nights with Pastor Mark Brzee. That was so fun. That's our home church here in Tulsa. So uh, if you can, watch that. And uh, we're going to be on a, taping a TV show tomorrow morning. And uh, there's so many tapings going on. Even though we've been home this month, we've been able to get a lot of the message out. We're coming to you every week to look at the different things that point to the coming of the Lord, and specifically the gathering of nations for the Ezekiel 38 war. And people go, why would that be a big deal? Because it looks like that that happens right after the rapture. I'm not dogmatic about that, but it's pretty clear scripturally why. And I go into detail on that sometimes, but we're looking at the setup of the nations for that. So that should tell us how close we are. The second coming has tons of signs, but the rapture has no signs. But if we can see what happens right at the beginning of the tribulation, boy, uh, it's pointing toward that every single week, especially since Hamas uh, invaded Israel October 7th. So the little things that you look at that are blatant, but that were prophesied 2,700 years ago, 2,500 years ago, a lot of prophecies came to pass from 2,500 years ago in a little sliver of time right now. I hear people go, well, uh, these signs have all happened before. No, they've never happened before. There's never been a generation that has what we have had. So we're very, very blessed. And you remember when Jesus went into the town, we talk about it every week. The madman of Gadara was there. The, the, the demons cried out, have you come to torment us before the time? And I thought that's intriguing. So they were freaked out. They knew Jesus was on a schedule, but he was early. So if demons can know the schedule, how much more the church? And in the old covenant, they had an understanding of the times to know what the children of Israel ought to do the tribe of Issachar. So if you didn't know what time it was, you wouldn't know what you were supposed to do. So the Lord warned us to know. Same thing about the weather. He goes, hey, you can tell what the weather's going to be, but you don't know your hour of visitation. So he wanted us to know. Why would he want us to know? And as I hear people go, oh, you can't tell when the Lord's coming back. Well, why did the Lord put so many verses and so much information in the Bible uh, to show us how close we were? You think of it, a third of the verses are prophecy. For every one verse there is about the first coming of the Lord, there's ten times more about the second coming. Uh, that's pretty remarkable. Paul talked about the baptism twelve times, coming of the Lord fifty-two times. So uh, it's it's a huge thing that Jesus is about to come back. And boy, if there ever was a time to look at current events and how they so line up with prophecy, we're not trying to manipulate things. We're trying to show that things that are happening right now are literally been said in the Scripture, so it should excite us. It's all about an, not an escape theology. It's about a hustle theology. I hear people say, why would we get into this stuff? So that we accelerate. You see the finish line, you run faster, not, not slower. So what happened the last couple of days? Man, this today, uh, the Israeli Defense Force is talking about the war with Gaza that started October 7th. They said this was the most intensive battle there was today. 250 sites were hit. You had a lot of Hamas uh, uh, commanders get killed in tunnels. And uh, it was interesting that uh, in those tunnels, right by one of the hospitals and right by one of the schools, they hit a ma- found a massive uh, cache of anti-tank missiles, and, uh, tons of rockets, tons of other kind of ballistic missiles, and they were all around schools and hospitals. And along with that, you've uh, you've 
you've got what came out yesterday. It's hard to even talk about it. I mean, what came out yesterday, if you saw all the reports of how hideous and how horrific uh, things were at, with Hamas dealing with Israelis, how all those women were raped and, and, and hurt. It just, man, it was absolutely, when, even when the, the national news kind of freaks out how horrific it was. But in the middle of that, you had the U.N., rebuking Israel, saying you've got to quit going so harsh. Now, what, what Hamas did is they, they made it available for Israel to wipe them off the map. And, and with that, you've got so much more. I mean, you'd think it would be slowing down. It's because their ceasefire, uh, Hamas broke the ceasefire several different times, didn't deliver the amount of hostages they were supposed to deliver. So uh, with that, you've got Hezbollah on the northern part of Israel and Lebanon you know, that's the big concern. Are they going to start firing missiles? Well, they've been firing some. They're not doing it any kind of a way they could, but Israel's uh, responding with missiles as well. I mean, along with that, the, now that Hezbollah is run by Iran. Hamas is run by Iran. And the Houthis in Yemen, they're also Iran, uh, sponsored by Iran. So they fired several missiles into the, into the Red Sea. You had three of those missiles hit commercial vessels. You had Iranian ships trying to go get another commercial vessel. You had our uh, uh, fleet with a destroyer take out several drones uh, that were coming toward them. So I, I thought it's interesting that Saudi Arabia said, hey, can we calm this down because those missiles are flying over Riyadh on their way toward Israel. So you see the setup with Iran doing everything it can. They even named their missiles uh, the, the Antichrist. Uh, pretty pretty crazy. Uh, talked about that one missile that could get to Israel in 400 seconds. I did the math and divided it by 60 seconds. It comes out to 666. 6.66 minutes. Absolutely crazy. You have a lot going on with China right now, a lot going on with the Ukraine. I mean, the Ukraine bombing is from Russia is intensifying. You had the UN and Antonio Guterres basically condemn Israel as opposed to condemning Hamas. You're, you're watching that worldwide anti-Semitism ratchet up to such a place it was completely uh, almost unimaginable. You had the president of, of Harvard getting on TV the last couple of days showing how there's such a psycho mindset on the far left to hate Israel without a cause. I mean, hating people they don't even know. It's just like 1930 with uh, with the Jews and with Hitler, absolutely mirroring it flawlessly. Well, something's going to happen where the Antichrist is going to come on scene and have a perfect answer for this. So, so many things happening that are remarkable, but we always go back to the Word. I mean, this is it. You go back to the Word. What's the Word say? What's the Bible say? The signs you see right before the return of the Lord. Number one, Israel regathered as a nation. Absolutely miraculous, 1948. You know what the Arabs called that? They called it the, the uh, catastrophe. Well, in 1967, you had Jerusalem won back. And Jesus said the generation that sees those two events will not pass away till all is fulfilled. But then you got the Hebrew language restored. You got the Ethiopian Jews brought back. You got the fertility of the land of Israel. You have the revival of the Roman Empire. You, you have uh, the Temple Mount Institute that's in position, ready to start have sacrifices. You had the archway for Baal worship get rebuilt in Palmyra, uh, Syria. The Russians rebuilt it. Talmud says that's the last sign you'll see before the Messiah comes. You had the ritual baths around the Temple Mount fill up with water, first time in 2,000 years. You had foxes show up on the Temple Mount. Uh, you had fish show up in the Dead Sea. I mean, that's amazing. And even this last year, you had the Dead Sea turn blood red where Sodom and Gomorrah was uh, on the Day of Atonement. I mean, that's even more radical. You have 172 different species of predatory birds start showing up in the land of Israel. 
So after the Ezekiel 38 war, God calls on the fowl of the air. Seven years later at the Battle of Armageddon, He calls on the fowl of the air again to be the cleanup crew. How do we know that the Ezekiel 38 war is right there at the beginning? Because they burn uh, different things that happened during that war for exactly seven years. That's how long they, they flame them. They even mark them out in the fields that they're radioactive. They have to have special clothing. It's pretty wild that the Bible said that over 2,000 years ago. So you have that. you got men will be lovers themselves. You have selfie sticks. you got all this uh, stuff going on with sign after sign after sign after sign after sign. Remarkable that we're watching these things. You have Rabbi Exakaduri uh, prophesy Israel will be ruled by two Benjamins just before the coming of the Lord. You had Bishop Malachi show that the hundred, got the coat of arms right for each pope, 114 popes. Remarkable. The History Channel said that's statistically impossible. Only a God can do that. So that's amazing that you have all these markers. We call them signs. I hear people go, well, the signs freak me out. No, the signs are there to bring you peace that you're heading close to your destination. But once you go through the signs, we have signals. What are the signals? Blood red moons. The Bible said that the planets would be for signals for us. So we've heard, we talk about it every week. You had blood red moons on Passover and Tabernacles. Absolutely remarkable. And NASA calls that a tetrad. You had four in a row. When's the last time you had four in a row on Passover and Tabernacles? 1967, when Jerusalem was won back. Uh, 1948, when Israel's made a nation. 1492, at the Edict of Expulsion, when the Jews were kicked out of Spain. Remarkable, remarkable. The heavens are signaling to us. And then you had the Bethlehem star, which is wild. At the birth of Jesus, you had Jupiter, a king planet. Regulus, a regal king planet. Venus, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. All three of those planets came together, a Bethlehem star. What was the constellation Virgo when Jesus was born? Born of a virgin. This last year, NBC Nightly News said we have a celestial event. We've got Jupiter, Regulus, Venus coming together, Bethlehem star. What was the constellation? Leo, he's the lion of the tribe of Judah. So what is all this information for? He loves you. He wants to bless you. He wants to strengthen you. He wants you to accelerate. He wants you to go for it when you see the finish line like you do. Uh, his mercy and His kindness has given us all this information to tie to right now so that we'll make changes. What do you do? Help your local church. Help your local pastor. You're more engaged than you ever were before. The whole thing is just before you get married, you're talking on the phone more to who you're going to marry and not less. So let your relationship with Jesus get more intensified. Uh, let, let the Holy Spirit show you more about Him, because in this hour, we're about to see Him revealed to us as the King of kings and the Lord of lords, God coming back to the planet. We'll come back this next Wednesday. We'll look at what's happened with the Gaza war. We'll see if Hezbollah has gotten more involved, and uh, we'll watch the setup for the entrance of the King. Have a blessed, wonderful week. We'll see you next Wednesday. Thanks for joining us today at the End of Days Update. If you'd like to be notified every time there's a new post, just go to the edu at josephmorris.com and subscribe to receive email alerts. If these posts and updates have been a blessing to you, please consider making a one-time donation to help get the message out or even becoming a monthly partner with Joseph Morris Ministries. Thanks again for tuning in to the EDU, and we'll see you next week.